Welcome everybody to episode 136 of Podcateers. This week we have a chance to chat with the talented Sam Carter, an Orange County artist that is curating an upcoming art show called Practically Perfect, featuring art inspired by Mary Poppins. The show will be happening at Pop Comics in Anaheim on February 11th, 2017 from 6 to 10 p.m. For more details, make sure that you check out the blog post, which will be over at podcasters.com slash 136. We also talk about heading to the park to watch the return of the Main Street Electrical Parade. If you want a spoiler of next week's episode and want to know how I felt about the parade after watching it, head on over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash podcasters, and check out our latest vlog. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel for updates on any new videos. We had pretty good seats watching from the train station on Main Street, so the entire parade is in the vlog if you want to watch it. Since we're talking about YouTube, I want to send a quick shout out to our pal, the lovely Charisma Star. Karis and her husband Jacob posted their own Disney tag video this last week in response to ours. We'll put a link to their video in the blog post and a link to her channel, so make sure that you like and subscribe. Back in episode 135, we talked about the not-so-nice-looking Bell doll recently released, and we decided to give away a Bell Funko. The image for that is now up on our Instagram account. We are at Podcateers. Make sure to follow us, tag two friends, and repost the image using the hashtag PodcateersBell for your chance to win. The rules and more details will be available on the Instagram post and in the blog post for this episode uh, at podcasters.com slash 136. Don't forget, we need your help. We want to have another movie meetup for the upcoming Beauty and the Beast film, but need your help to determine if we should meet on Saturday, March 18th or Sunday, March 19th. The blog post for this episode will have a way for you to vote or you can check out our Twitter account. We'll pin the post during the voting so it's easy to find. Uh, We'd love to hang out again, so if you're going to be in the SoCal area that weekend and want to hang, make sure to vote. Quick shout out to all of our fairy godparents. Thank you for the additional support you guys provide for us on Patreon. If you would like to help us out and become one of our fairy godparents with a one-time or maybe even monthly contribution, you can do so by heading to patreon.com slash or go to podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo for more information. And finally, the next time you're getting ready to make a purchase on Amazon, you can help us out a great deal by going to podcasters.com slash Amazon first and clicking on the big Amazon button. Using our link won't cost you anything extra, but we will get a small commission from Amazon as a thank you for going through our link. Big thanks goes out to everybody currently doing that. All right, that is going to be it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Let's jump into episode 136 of Podcasters. This is our podcast. It's about three guys that love Disney, technology, art, and food. This is Podcateers. We are like typical, unprepared Californians. No raincoat. Mm-hmm. You know, I had I had Converse on. I had nothing ready for for the 
the drenched shoes I was going to have. So the fact that it's been raining for three days no, and the I'm rain clouds <laughs> and the people saying it's going to rain. Oh, oh I knew it was going to rain. Storm watch no. 2017 doesn't mean anything to you? No. My point is I don't have the gear prepared for this type of rain. Like, you know, sprinkling once in a while, you know, it's cool. But not this downpour waterfall, which I was not really prepared for. I knew it was going to rain. I knew that. I had you know, I had an umbrella, kind of raincoat, which apparently didn't work very well. But, however, uh, the umbrella that did have uh, didn't cover anything either. <laughs> <laughs> it was really tiny. I had no idea. Like, I, it, it basically protected uh, my, my brand new pocketeer's hat. That I was nice. wearing that day. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's going to shrink. It is. Actually, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to fit your fat head anymore. <laughs> uh, by the way, I-, I was actually planning on going for the premiere of the parade. Yeah. And the idea was to try to get some footage so that we could throw up a video on the YouTube channel. And I have no idea what's wrong with my batteries, but they don't charge anymore. Oh, good. So, I mean, it's not... it. As if it wasn't bad enough that the camera dropped and split in two, and I was able to kind of Frankenstein it back together, now the batteries won't charge. Mm. So, yay. I mean, you don't need no. batteries for nah, who, camera. Who batteries for camera? Yeah, exactly. Remember when you used to just roll like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what I need. One that's of those... What you need. Yeah. yeah. Not a single person listening knows what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think the batteries went bad because I had dropped them. And mm. for one of them, at least, I know was cracked. So I think that one's for sure that's like done. environmentally dangerous for you. It is. And I think that's what happened to the other one, too. That's why they're not charging. Mm. So I ordered some replacements from Amazon, but they Amazon. obviously weren't here uh, in time <laughs> for the parade. Well done. <laughs> It's, a, it's almost a habit now, by it the is. way. So I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have the batteries. And uh, by the time I got home, I wasn't going to be there in time to see the first parade. And then some stuff happened here at home, and I wasn't able to head out for the second one. Mm-hmm. And I was just bummed out. So the idea is to go Saturday, today, mm-hmm. in order to watch the second day. Pfft, <laughs> the second day. Uh, but Don't worry. They worked the out all the kinks. Here, oh, good. Good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and it's not supposed to rain, so that's good. I mean, yeah. it's pretty sunny out right now. So and I'm it's not going to spark or have people get no. electrocuted no. or anything. It'll be no. good. Uh, so what did you think? Because you saw it when you were a kid, right? Uh, yes. Uh, if, if if those of you that recall past episodes, uh, it was actually one of my favorite parades. I loved it. I loved the, the music. It's it's one of those musics that once the song ends, it continues in your brain for the next three, four hours. That's the idea. Yeah. That's when the merchandise kicks in. <laughs> Walk through this shop and look at all this merchandise. Exactly. Take it home with you. <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, yeah. uh, because we're talking about merchandise, remember the AP buckets that they did last year mm-hmm. for, for 15 what? bucks and then for, for like the a dollar refills for the popcorn? Yeah. They brought them back it's yeah, for right. the parade. Dude. So annual pass holders between January 20th and March 19th, you can purchase a Main Street Electrical Parade popcorn bucket. It is shorter yes. than the regular collectible ones. Uh, so... But it does have $1 refills. That's the greatest part about these offers. Uh, Take advantage, especially if you love popcorn. I know I will be. We have Mm -hmm. the last AP bucket, and I thought, 15 bucks. Then I saw this was like, I need this. I need the $1 refills. (laughs) So I'm so for it. Sorry. Go ahead. Now, it was very evident that there was a change with the popcorn. Like uh, I didn't know about the, uh, the post that you posted. 
these lines were immensely long. And I was like, people must really love this popcorn. But it is delicious. But it was because people were just returning again and right. again uh-huh. for more right. popcorn. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now that I know, cool. It's a dollar now. Well, refill. The well, refill. After, after you buy the, the bucket. The, of the little baby bucket. Now, it's not a baby it's bucket. A baby it's a baby bucket. It's a good that's, size. That's it's still not your that money much smaller. Worth, dude. <laughs> it's not that much smaller than the regular collectibles. Uh-huh. I think it might be just under an inch smaller than mm-hmm. the regular collectible buckets. But again... That value of getting $1 refills, yeah. so worth it. Yeah. All right, so the parade. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know about you guys. I, I saw the commercials and all that, you know, how colorful and bright it was. I don't really, really remember it being in multicolor. I thought it was just white light. No, dude. It's no, always has in it, was it colors. never in it just all white, white. lights? It's, no. It's like a really nasty yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not daylight balanced. <laughs> Photographers are like, yes, it's not. <laughs> uh, you know, like those old light bulbs. They're right. not very white. They're like a like a warm yellow. Uh, but it's always been in different colors. Are you man. sure? That was, yes. Well, man, I don't have that memory. Some were a certain color. Uh-huh. Like, that was a majority of a specific color, but I, I don't get what you're saying. So, it was, like, flashy multicolors on every float? Uh, yeah. Like, really? uh, what's his name? Uh, Elliot? Elliot. Thank you. Couldn't think of his name. I was thinking it was Pete. Uh, Elliot, it's green, has, you know, the different colors. Uh, of course, other than that. I thought the rest of it was all, like, white bulbs. No. I really did. I, I I I don't know why I had that memory. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if anybody else felt that too. I don't know. Or if it's just your brain that's broken. It's it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that one split second where he's like, "Oh man, he just insulted me." <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, it's not the same. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just. I, maybe I've just grown up. Uh, I. Uh, oh, the that's me- a terrible thing to say. Look, man. Uh, I remember the childhood of loving it. Maybe I'm now spoiled with Paint the Night. I don't know, but like uh, a minute in, I was over it. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I I can't. I kind of can believe it because that's actually been my biggest fear about watching this parade. You've never liked this parade. No. <laughs> okay, so I said that I didn't like it because I never saw it at Disneyland. I saw it at California Adventure when it still had the big sun wheel, and California Adventure was not the greatest thing ever. And because of that, I didn't feel the Disney magic of seeing it go down Main Street. Now, when that commercial came out, you know, I, I said a couple episodes ago, I'm so for it. I'm so excited to finally see it where it started, where it's home, basically. The whole campaign of it's home right. really got to me. I've been so excited to watch it. But, I mean, I saw people posting pictures of it on Instagram and on Facebook Live and all this stuff. And part of me is a little disappointed because... I've seen Paint the Night, and it's so much more vibrant, and it's just so much more lively. Yes, I get the nostalgia behind it, but I don't know. Who knows, man? I may go down to Main Street and watch this, and for the first time, I may just like be 
become a kid again. Right. That's kind of what I'm hoping. In all honesty, that is really wholeheartedly what I am hoping for because there is so much history uh, with this parade and just uh, how nostalgic it is for so many people. I want to feel that too. Obviously, I don't have the nostalgia from when I was a kid, but I do want to get excited when people talk about this parade, as excited as I get for Paint the Night. Yeah. Um, Don't hold your breath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hold hold on hold on i mean perception is reality here because if if, hazen just made a good point okay him and i never got a chance to watch the main street electrical parade when we were kids Mm -hmm. okay so in a sense this is kind of a brand new thing to both me and him i mean we still remember it from like the commercials and like from what people used to say and things like that so i mean maybe this is something that we're gonna feel a little more excited about than maybe you You know what i'm saying the, the thing is it's not fair for me to even compare it in the first place. It really isn't. It's its own parade, you know. There's many other parades, and I'm not going to compare Paint the Night to, you know, a marching band or something. Right. Because it's not fair. It's its own uh, entity, and, you know, it's just – it didn't do it for me. And I, I don't know why exactly because I was excited as I was coming down. But like I said, after a float or two and the music – um. I was done. Yeah, uh-huh. I, it was over. It's like um, I don't know. I got full quickly or something, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go and ride uh, the Winnie the Pooh ride for the third time. Well, like I said, I am gonna go tonight. Uh, I wish I know, you. I, I wish you luck. Man. I know Lynette's seen it before. Uh-huh. At least I'm pretty certain that she's seen it before. As uh, a child, or I think she saw it as a child. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to ask her. I don't remember off the top of my head right now but i know for certain the boys and i are gonna watch it for the first time so i'll let you know what i think about it uh i don't know if you have any plans mario to head to the park before it's gone in june yeah i might i think the biggest test for me is gonna be how the kids react to it oh because this old guy like me doesn't count doesn't matter what he doesn't count but by the way i have a comment about that okay Uh, i'll tell you in a bit um no because they're so used to paint Mm -hmm. that kind of downgrading like how are they going to react to this like cool new thing or is it like where's paint the night mm. you know i want to know what the kids are gonna say now that they've seen paint oh man you say kids and you make me feel so old but you are old oh <laughs> gosh please you're like at least 82 right <laughs> Uh, you know what? We actually had some listeners go down to the special event that they had on Thursday where they did like the red carpet, Sweet. took pictures with the floats and stuff. Uh, listener Josh actually posted a live stream that he did on Facebook Live on the Podcateers Facebook page. Nice. So nice. if you guys head on over to Facebook.com slash Podcateers, uh, you will see Josh's Facebook Live video there. Thanks, Josh. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, I try not to watch the whole thing because I want to see it at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. But if you guys are not able to come to the park anytime soon, you want to fix, head on over to the Facebook page. Check that out. Thank you for posting that. It's there for you, Mario. Is it? Okay. I'm all over so it. So we actually uh, – I actually asked him if he could share some thoughts that we could share on the podcast about it. And his comment was uh, that it was awesome. They played 70s music throughout the park. All the rides were pretty much walk-on weights. They got to take pictures with the Elliott float, the turtle, the ladybug, and the lead drum float for the Main Street Electrical Parade. They got a flashing AP button and a flashing lanyard with a premier credential on it for the parade. They were, and they got the AP popcorn buckets that we were just talking about, which was really cool. And they had like this red carpet thing 
where you were able to walk in down and take pictures. He posted a couple of pictures of himself and his family, a couple of the pictures of the floats that were parked that you could just walk up to and take pictures. So uh, thanks, Josh, for sharing that. That was really awesome. Yeah, no thank kidding. you. Uh, if you guys have any experiences either going to one of those uh, events or you just want to share your thoughts on the electrical parade coming back, send us a message. You can even record like audio on your phone using your voice recorder and send that to comments at podcasters.com and we could play it at an upcoming episode nice so yeah looking forward to it we'll see we'll see how i feel next week i'll I'll let you guys know i want to say i totally recommend going to disneyland when it's raining because there was like almost nobody there oh i saw the the crowd level Mm -hmm. it said like one out of ten yesterday Dude, it was insanely awesome. I know. Thank you so much for using that recommendation that people have been doing for years. <laughs> VJ. <laughs> VJ sent me a message and he's all like, dude, did you see what the crowd level's like? I was like, I know. He's like, you got to come. I was like, I can't anymore. Like, I, I told him what happened. He's all like, but the crowd levels, we're going to get on so many things. Like, yeah. I know, I can't go. Yeah. So bummed out. Yeah, it was fun. I loved it. All right. Uh, a couple of other things. Uh, we are talking about. Since we're talking about listener comments, uh, I do want to read a quick email that we received from listener Kristen. It's a follow-up to the topic of the George Lucas Museum that we talked about an episode or two ago. Uh, Remember we talked about that the original plan was for it to go in Chicago? Yeah. And then they lost the bid and ended up possibly going to San Francisco, and then ultimately L.A. won the bid? Uh Uh-huh. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, This was Kristen's email. It says, hey, guys, love the show. I wanted to add a little more insight as to why Chicago lost a bid for the George Lucas Museum and share my frustration and nerd rage with you guys. (laughs) Your discussion on the most recent episode got me all worked up again. Being from Chi-Town or Chi-Town, depending on who you ask. I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm not from there. I'm sure it's Chi. I followed the saga as it has unfolded in the local news. The location of the museum was slated for Grant Park. And the museum campus, which is just east of Soldier Field, where the Chicago Bears play. There the is an, Bears. <laughs> the Bears. There is an organization called Friends of the Park, which protects the beauty and preservation of Grant Park, Chicago's large city park right on Lake Michigan. This organization said that they did not want any additional buildings in Grant Park and fought against the Lucas Museum's proposed location. Interesting. The most frustrating part is that the building was supposed to be built on an extra parking lot for Soldier Field. Ah. They would not need to tear up Grant Park. George Lucas didn't want to deal with all that back and forth between these people in Chicago, lost the bid for the museum. Hmm. I was so bummed out as this would have been a great financial attraction for the city. And being that it is my hometown, I would have been there on opening day. May the force be with you, Kristen. She actually sent us a link to the Chicago Tribune article where they talked about this. And I read it and I was like, I would have been angry too. I just how it all unfolded. I would understand how most people from Chicago would be uh, upset about it. I will throw up the link in the blog post for this episode. So if you guys want to check it out, head over to podcasters.com slash 136 and uh, look for that section. You'll see the link to the Chicago Tribune article if you guys want to take a look at it. Kristen, that was interesting, but I do have a question for you. It would have been a good attraction is like the Bulls, the White Sox, the Bears, the Blackhawks, uh, the Cubs, the the Silver Bean. Not enough for Chicago to have. Like, yeah, but the museum would have been good. Uh, like they don't have museums. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> the stats 
presented by Javier do not necessarily represent the thoughts of pocketeers. I could be wrong, but we're, we're the Chicago Cubs uh, World Series yeah, champions. Yeah, like the World Series yeah, champions, yeah. Chicago Cubs, not yeah. enough visiting attraction. Uh, like, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. And, I, and I hate to say this, but I'm happy that it's here instead. We need it, okay? Yeah. Well, we don't have anything here. Yeah, it's terrible. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, nothing at all. Nothing we at all. This. We need the money. We only have two football teams now. Yeah. I know. We went from having zero <laughs> to two. In like a month, in right? In a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's happening. Uh, well, Kristen, thank you very much for sending in that message. We appreciate the follow-up on that. Uh, again, if you guys want to send us any type of follow-up on anything that we talk about, you can always leave a comment on the blog post, Facebook, Instagram, or send us an email to comments at podcateers.com. Since we're thanking people, I want to send a quick shout-out and thank our friend Karis. You guys may know her on YouTube as Charisma Star. Uh, Karis has been super busy doing all sorts of really cool things, and uh, she, she's been flying around the world the past few months. But this last week, she posted a response video to our Disney tag. Yeah. And I was super happy to see her and her husband, Jacob, respond to that. Some of the answers, I totally agree with them. And that's what's fun about these Disney tags, that you get to have a little more insight into how people think and feel about some of the Disney movies and mm -hmm. characters. And you get to learn a little bit more about everybody. So uh, I'm going to take care of this video, and I'm going to put it in the blog post. Again, podcateers.com slash 135. Six, if you guys want to check that out and make sure that if you're not following her if you guys are into uh, cosplay and doing different types of costumes uh, if you're just a makeup geek that's what she's really good at as well uh, check out her channel she does all sorts of really cool things make sure you follow and subscribe as well uh, so anyway, I, I just said I wanted to comment on something. Uh -huh. Remember last week we were talking about Belle and the picture of her on the hills, and you're like, it sounds like the sound of music. Yeah. But in my head, that did not compute, and I was like, no way, Javier, it's not the sound of music. Yeah, totally it looks like it, though. Okay, well, uh, hashtag Hazen got learned because a lot of people were like, what do you mean? It totally <laughs> looks like the sound of music. And we had several comments Good. on the Instagram account defending you. Yes. Uh, even you. Uh, one of our fairy godparents, Anitza, posted a picture. Of, like a side-by-side -side or something? Scene with Maria and the sound of music. And it was like, uh, yeah, totally I see, see it, it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh. Okay, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to publicly say I'm sorry. Uh, I shouldn't have dismissed you as quickly as I did. <laughs> in my head, all I was like, no, this is Beauty and the Beast. This is not the sound of music. Uh, so it didn't compute in my head. Right. But after seeing the picture side by side, I was like, Good. Uh, he's right. <laughs> Look, but you can I'm understand. say that often, so I'm gritting my teeth. Uh, he's right. <laughs> and you know what's worse? I'm not going to accept your apology. <laughs> What if I give you beer? <laughs> Done. All right. All right. Look, you can understand his reason for dismissing you, okay? You're you're wrong a lot. <laughs> I, I won't argue with that. I won't. Oh, uh, so man. So you're right. I understand why he wouldn't initially be on board with the things that I say. Um, so, yes, I he, will he accept has, your apology. He just has to wait and for the, the bandwagon. And the beer. And the beer. He just has to wait for the bandwagon to be slightly full for him to jump on. <laughs> <laughs> you just need more than one person exactly. to tell him something. Well, somebody other than you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, so again, Anita I am has sorry. spoken. <laughs> it wasn't just Anita. It was several people Good. that ended up coming back, and they're like, "What are you talking about? You're like super crazy about this." Uh, uh, also, we mentioned that we were going to be doing a movie meetup. Make sure that you guys check out the Instagram and the Twitter accounts for more information on helping us choose a day to do this. We want to do it opening weekend, but we want to vote whether you guys want to join us either on a Saturday or a Sunday so that we can plan that out. Once we have a good amount of votes, then we will go ahead and decide uh, what time and the location. More than likely, it's going to be sometime during the middle of the day, like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock-ish, depending on what's going to be playing. That obviously is still up in the air until movie times are released. So as that gets closer, we'll release an actual time. But yeah, if you guys want to join us for that movie meetup for Beauty and the Beast, make sure that you guys jump over to our Instagram and Twitter accounts. Help us vote on a day so we can decide. Yeah, because he needs more than one person to tell him to make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) Javier, suggest a time. No, that's a dumb idea. (laughs) It's like tomorrow. No. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. I want to shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk about a Mary Poppins-inspired show that's coming up very soon. Yes. Uh, We posted about this on the Instagram account not too long ago. Uh, It's going to be a show called Practically Perfect. I need this. And it's going to be at Pop Comics, where we went to uh, get those Haunted Mansion comic books. Yeah, where you Uh, didn't let me buy any? Yes. Yes, right, where I didn't (laughs) let you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be at Pop Comics, and it's being put on by Popzilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two curators are a couple pals of ours. Sam Carter, he goes by at Carter Sauce on Instagram. And Christina, some of you know her as Nerd Poppins. It's going to be on February 11th, 2017 from 6 to 10 there. p.m. Uh, I know for a fact I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm looking very much forward to this. And I actually had a chance to talk to Sam a little bit about the show. But I had a great talk with him, man. We had a chance to talk about... Uh, his career with Disney. He actually used to work for the company and he kind of had several positions that started off from just working, ironically enough, on the Main Street Electrical Parade float. Really? He used to drive a float through the parade. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that was really cool. And then he had several jobs with the company before eventually leaving it not too long ago. But I want to share that talk with him. Uh, It was very great. He gives uh, some details on the show, some of his art. So uh, let's jump into that right now. Let's do it. All right. Well, we would like to welcome to the show today Sam Carter. Sam is an, a Disney-inspired artist that has a lot of amazing pieces of art that he posts on his own Instagram account. Uh, I found out about Sam a couple of years ago, and I've been following him on Instagram. Uh, Sam, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Of course. I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, where your love for art and uh, Disney came from. Uh, that, that's an easy one. You know, I, I grew up in Orange County and pretty much was raised at the park. I remember being a little kid, going there with the family, always watching the parades, always seeing the characters, you know, just in just uh, being in awe of the new stuff being built, you know, kind of, you know, I, I knew of the Imagineers when I was a little kid saying, all right, that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, I, I knew I wanted to work for the park and uh, eventually I did, you know, um, my senior year in high school, I got a job in 1995 driving floats in the main street electrical parade. Whoa. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, something that I've always watched as a kid and then just to be a part of it. And, um, 
you know, you start doing like the, the kind of like the boring things in the backstage area, like just traffic control and stuff like that. But eventually, hey, they'll throw you in a float. You know, it won't be like the coolest float. You might start off driving clock tower or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, later down towards the end of the run, they're like, hey, we need someone to do pirate ship or we need someone to drive the drum and train. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. <laughs> so I, I got a chance to do that. And what's fun is, you know, I realized in 95, no one was really watching Electrical Parade. You know, Fantasmic was still brand new, and um, there was really just crickets. EP was going down the street, and not a lot of people watching it. But then in 96, they announced that it's closing forever. And so it was like the coolest thing in the world to be a part of. And that's when I did, uh, I drove Drum and Train, the opening float with the logo on it. I drove that most of that year, and a lot of woolly bugs. So, you know, I had a blast, and that was my roots with Disney, is being a part of something like that. Um, from Electrical Parade, you know, they, they had the daytime parade of Lion King. So, you know, after bugging and bugging people, hey, let me work on this. So I started driving floats in Lion King. And then, you know, from, from then on, you know, I was with parades for about 10 years. I uh, worked on pretty much everything, even Light Magic, um, Hercules, Mulan Parade, uh, Parade of Stars. And then I worked my way up to be uh, kind of in charge of the float drivers for the Block Party Bash. They called it GFM. Oh, so I okay. thought that was kind of nice. So it's almost like a full circle. 2005 comes along, and now I'm in charge of the Block Party Bash floats. And that was that was a blast. Uh, no pun intended. But <laughs> So with um, with that, I was painting backstage. I, I, we, have this, we had this new building go up behind Toontown for parades, and there was a, a long hallway. And uh, that long hallway looked like a doctor's office. It was really, just really brain. So I, I proposed this idea of, hey, we got to do something with uh, – something some that feels like disney you know you have all these performers going in and out let's do something cool so i proposed to do a parade timeline so it's i looked i did some research i did i listed out every parade the parks ever had starting with electrical parade in 1972 and it took two years to paint it and i, I did have some help on it you know like there's some other artists and parades that would do one or two mm-hmm. but i got to kind of like just have this whole vision of a parade that goes through and it kind of shows the history as these performers are walking back and forth you know, once we had, um, I had all the parade listed and, you know, the, the parade department thought it was cool if I did this. So I literally just did it on, my, on breaks, not even getting paid for it in between every show. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it took two years. And, um, through that, I was able to have, uh, some people from the art department notice me. And then basically based off that mural I painted, uh, I got a job at creative entertainment in the art department. Oh, wow. So from there for the next seven years working at Disney, uh, I was doing events, you know, um, starting off with like the, some little gigs, like character meet and greets. And um, from there, worked my way up to some larger events. Like I was art director for the Miley Cyrus Sweet 16 party. Wow. I helped out with uh, some of the Pirates premieres. And one of my last gigs there was the Meet Merida, uh, Fantasyland meet and greet. Oh, so I'd work cool. on that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, creative entertainment merged with Imagineering. Some of the executives kind of became the same thing. So it felt good that, hey. Um, I feel like I'm finally part of that team, and it felt right. really good, and I, I loved it. You know, but from then, I had a, an amazing opportunity to actually leave the Disney company, which I never thought I would do. I um, I got a job with the USC, and uh, so I'm the director of design currently over there. So it's almost like a mini Imagineering, but just making sure that USC's design standards are, are up to par. And it's it's non-academic. It's, it's basically like my philosophy is, you know, people pay a lot of money to go to Disneyland, and they, they expect perfection. Well, people pay even more money to go to school at USC, and 
they need to make sure they have the same kind of design standards. So right. that's my my uh, the quick version of my career. But as far as art goes, you know, I started doing a lot of uh, pop culture art. Started off with acrylic paint. And that's my major from college is drawing and painting at Cal State Fullerton. From there, um, I just started noticing there's always really cool shows in L.A., like Gallery 1988, Hero Complex Gallery. There's some really cool shows over there. And I'm like, you know, I got tired of begging to be in them, you know, and like I got admitted to a, um, a, a lot of them, really. I was in all these shows, and I'm like, why isn't there anything in Orange County for this? So I got together with some of my artist friends, and we all created Popzilla. And as you know, Popzilla, you know, we put on some really cool shows. I think we've done about 10 of them by now. But they're usually in Anaheim. Um, we usually do two a year. And um, we've done our first one was actually a, um, a celebrity roast of Disneyland. We called it Rat Trap. So it's very tongue-in-cheek. It was very kind of like poking fun at it. But mm-hmm. it was poking fun at it because we love it. We all used to work there. So we, we have like, you know, we love the place. So we're not going to really trash it. But we just had some fun with it. From there, you know, we kind of did, um, you know, every show. Like, we've done a Back to the Future show. We've done a Tim Burton show, which you mentioned that you, you went to. Yeah. That was actually my first exposure to one of your shows. Yeah, that the, the Tim Burton one, it kind of put Popzilla on the map. You know, people started, like, really knowing when it was. And when I would go to Comic-Con, or I've had a, my own art booth at Comic-Con. It, I was amazed that people knew of Popzilla, and they knew of the Tim Burton show, and and whatnot. But what's funny about that is, and trust me, it's all come full circle. What's cool about that is to announce the Tim Burton show, I made this Mary Poppins poster. And I, I basically wanted to kind of like do a little April Fool's joke and kind of like make it look like what if Tim Burton Poppins? And I knew I'd livid. Like, don't, that's awful. But I know Tim Burton has a lot of fans, so they might be like, all right, bring it on. Let's see it. And basically that's what happened is I, um, I really mimicked the fonts and the look and the treatment that they did for Alice in Wonderland, but really put it together for Mary Poppins. And I kind of just – I started it on Twitter, and I just kind of posted it as, hey, have you seen this? You know, what in the name of all things practically perfect? And it went global. It was insane. And, like, I did it a week before – um, April Fools, and like literally, I'm getting my friends are sending me these links from Europe, and there's like web articles written on the web in different languages talking about Tim Burton doing this with Julie Andrews, and you know Johnny Depp's playing character, and it was just it was nuts. Uh, some of our listeners right now are possibly getting goosebumps about what you're talking about right now because a few episodes oh, ago we talked about Mary Poppins Returns and one of our co-hosts Javier uh, brought up the fact that well what about that Tim Burton movie that Poppins it's like yeah that was kind of an April Fool's joke and we talked about that poster I didn't know that you created that I did that was oh, just like wow. a media hype thing to get the word out that hey. Like, so when I announced that, okay, there's, you know, there's sorry folks. I know some of you are relieved, but some of you are really bummed out, but there's no Tim Burton, Mary Poppins show. Um, this is, but there is a Tim Burton tribute show with Popzilla Gallery. And so, yeah, it was, that was a trip. And I, I still see, like, if you Google Tim Burton, Mary Poppins, you see it. And then you see the other version I released that had the big April Fool stamp on it. Mm-hmm. Popzilla Gallery. Um, so that was, that was fun. It was an experiment to see, like, hey, 
how do you get stuff to go viral? And that, like when stuff goes viral like that, and it, it kind of just shows that there is, when there's that much emotion about it, there is like a desire for it. And, and even though like, you know, nothing's going to touch the original film. We all know that it's the best movie. This is the best Disney movie ever. But like, I'm, I'd be curious to see like what Tim Burton would do with that, you know, cause you've seen a few fan made videos of how, like how it is a little eerie, you know, like, what is she? Is she like, is she a time Lord? <laughs> is, right. she, uh, is she a witch? What's, what's going on? And that's why I, I have some friends working at the studios on the, the new Mary Poppins movie. And I'm like, cause I'm, I'm dying to know. So, and look at saving Mr. Banks, you know, people love, the story so much they even care about the lady that wrote it and how her deals with Walt went. Right. So it's, it's a big deal. So the full circle part of that with Popzilla is, you know, I've always wanted to do a Mary Poppins show, but I never really, I didn't know if there, if the Popzilla artists would be interested in doing it, but I knew there'd be like a fan base for it. And then I, I just through Instagram, I, I met nerd Poppins and Christine has been amazing. You know, we've, we've bumped into each other at the park many times and, you know, I'll take the twins to Disneyland and she'll, you know, she's seen them. And like, so, you know, we, here's this friendship that, that happened. Well, we, with Popzilla, we changed venues a few times and we were looking for a new home and we were in Anaheim, on Harbor Bowl, really like a mile north of Disney. Mm-hmm. But, um, we had to change venues. And so now we are at Pop Comics, which is also in downtown Anaheim right there. I love that and, um, It's pretty good. It's intimate. It's different than the than Rothic, but you know, it's 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 cool. We like the vibe. We like that it's a comic book store. It's pop culture. I mean, it's called Pop Comics, and here's Popzilla. It, it was a match made in heaven. Right. And so, um, you know, there's four different art crawls every year, and um, my first uh, art show I did at Pop Comics was, you know, let's do something with John Hughes. I love Ferris Bueller. I love Breakfast Club. I love that whole genre. So I wanted, and similar to Tim Burton tribute, I'm like, well, let's just pay tribute to John Hughes. And eventually I want to do a, a Quentin Tarantino tribute. So like, it's kind of endless, all these themes you could do. Right. And um, so once I did um, the John Hughes show, he's like, okay, Pop Comics wanted us to do more shows. And so we know we really want to do a Star Wars show in, um, in, in summer. But this fall, I'm, I'm sorry, this February art crawl popped up and we're like, well, what do we do? You know? And then around that same time, nerd Poppins hit me up. She's like, Hey, we really got to do that Mary Poppins show. And I'm like, that's it. It all fell together. Let's do it. Talk to pop comics. They're on board. And so we had a really quick turnaround to, to get, you know, who's a Mary Poppins fan who has existing art, who has, who wants time to make new art. So we're putting it all together for a show February 11th at pop Comics. And it's from six to 10 PM, correct? Yeah. With the art crawl, they got music, they got food booths, they have everything. All is all art. It's, it's endless art. Um, it's just a really cool time. So we like to say, you know, hey, come come for our show, but stay for the art crawl. It's, it's pretty cool. And there's usually a fun theme. Sometimes the theme of the art crawl is whatever Popzilla is doing. So like when we did the, um, the Back to the Future show, I mean, we rented a DeLorean. We parked it out front, and the art crawl folks were so excited about it, they made the whole theme time travel. And wow. you just... The, the nerddom and the fandom is so cool. Everyone comes dressed up, ton of cosplay. It's just, it's a good time. Um, so, you know, as we get more and more comfortable in this new venue, we just kind of like, we just try to make it like the coolest event that we can. And um, every show we're meeting new new fans, new artists. You know, if, if you're interested in being a pop solo show, you know, come and say hi and introduce yourself. 
And, you know, if you're interested in being in any of our shows, you could, you know, just, you have to submit some art. We got to make sure that your, you know, that your art could be displayed in the gallery. Um, you can email us some art samples at, you know, popzillagallery at gmail.com. And then we'll have our popzilla team kind of take a look at it and, and let you know what's up. And, you know, um, we'll, we're, we're cool and open to giving you tips too. If we, if we kind of notice like, Hey, it, it looks good, but I would just, you know, work on this a little bit. And, um, you know, cause we don't want to crush anyone's dreams. You know, I would, I would die if when I was trying to get into art shows, if someone said, Oh, it's not good enough. We're not going to say that, but we, I don't mind giving you some critiques and saying, Hey, how to, how to make it a little bit better. How to, you know, you know, raise it, raise right. it up. Yeah. You know, I, how long have you been doing the curating now? Years accumulated? So it's been about five years now. About five years now. Uh, I remember several years ago, uh, I helped uh, La Puente start up their own art walk. And that's kind of where my my love of art began to grow outside of just little things that I would do. And yeah. curating, I, I appreciate what you're doing a lot because – and I can empathize and sympathize with you because – uh, mm-hmm. I, I've been through that before. Curating shows is not an easy thing to do when you have to approach oh, somebody man. and give them that news that their piece may not be in the show, and here's why. That why is the yeah. hardest thing to communicate. It's never fun. And yeah. uh, some people take the critique uh, in a very positive manner, and they <laughs> allow you to give them that critique, and they say, okay, cool, oh, and yeah. they approach you for the next show. And others just go into full drama mode. It's like, why are you crushing my dreams? And uh, dude, I've pissed some people off. Oh time. yeah. And and I've learned just in my in my business and like from work at USC and whatnot. You know, art is so tricky because it comes from an emotional place. Like people are very passionate about their and their execution. So what what I've learned to do to be successful in that is you just have to be. Um, since it's so subjective, you really have to just keep it objective, you know, and like, well, these are, these are the facts. This is why, but it doesn't really, what they're doing isn't wrong, but you know, it, it might just not be ready for prime time, you know, keep right. polishing it up, you know, um, and there's a lot of millennials and, you know, a lot of people there, they feel entitled. They're like, well, why shouldn't my show, my, why, why shouldn't my stuff be in the show? I'm like, come with your stuff. It can be in the show, but when you look at pop comics, it's not a big space. You know, we have to be really, really careful about the stuff that we hang in there. And at the same time, it is a business, too. You know, we hope stuff sells. Um, I And when I feel like a, I've known some people and I'm like, I've seen, and I've known their art really wasn't, maybe not up to par, right? But me as a new curator, I was kind of like, all right, I don't want to be the bad guy. I let this art in the show. Well, guess what happens? I have an art critic from like OC Weekly or something come in and all he did was take a picture of that one piece. He saw it right away. Uh, and that's the only piece from the show that he posted and it said, you know, I guess it's, it's not too hard to get in the show. Uh, and I ouch. just like, oh, and I'm like, never again. Because, you know, that could that could kill a show, really. Like yeah. if, if no one even knows about it through unless they read OC Weekly and they see it just looks like amateur hour. Or, or your so credibility there's, there's, as a curator for future shows. Totally. Totally. Exactly. So, I mean, we've been through all that and, you know, it, we do it because it's fun. You know, no one's getting rich off of it. You know, um, we haven't, Disney hasn't sued us yet. You know, we, we always try to make it sound like, hey, we are unofficial. This is not like a, a permanent installation of anything. And um, so, so far we've been getting by, but, you know, it might be a matter of time before they 
before someone shuts us down because it's not our intellectual property. Right. But on the other hand, when we have like a Back to the Future show, we have the official Back to the Future website advertising it for us. Like some companies thrive off people like us keeping their brands alive. But other companies, say Disney, maybe they're not too big on that, you know? So um, we, we try to be careful, and that's why we, we don't want to do anything obnoxious. We, we really hold the integrity of all of the pieces, especially something like Mary Poppins. It's treasured. There's a right. lot of integrity there. We're not going to do anything to, like, ruin that integrity. But, you know, we, we're going to have our own take on it. And what I like to tell artists, too, is, you know, don't, don't come to Popzilla and just copy the character exactly how it is. Like, what's your, what's your take on it? What's your inspiration for Mary Poppins? And what do you put down on paper that's not, like, a photorealistic, well, there's Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke. No, it's like, what, what's your mashup? What's your popular take on it? So we try to push that level, and I think that helps keep it a little bit different. But you never, you never know. Like people, I, people might get upset about it. I totally understand. And even with the right. podcast, uh, we run into that a lot because, I mean, there's a sure. lot of critiques that we have about the Disney company in general personally. Uh, we don't like ticket prices right. increasing, uh, increasing. We don't like certain things that they do with the park. But whenever we talk about it, we want to make sure that we do it uh, in a very respectful manner and we do it in a way where it just starts a conversation and not an attack because right. that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to uh, take away well, you're their celebrating in- it. Yeah, we're celebrating what we love about the park, and it's like a family, basically. The Disney community becomes a family, and just like any family, you have squabbles, and then you squash it, and you move on. Yeah. Well, uh, I love the story, Sam. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's definitely a lot there. And if you wanted to check it out, you know, we have Popzilla Gallery on Facebook. We have my own stuff at Sam Carter Art on Facebook, and all my artwork on samcarterart.com. And I try to plug a lot of my art on my Instagram, which is Cartar Sauce. Like, not Carter Sauce, but Cartar Sauce. So, C A R. Yeah, C A R T A R S A U C E. Okay. Um, it came from The Simpsons a long time ago. Mr. Burns one time said, Let them have their Tartar oh, Sauce. <laughs> I remember and that. And one, one of my friends, right? <laughs> one of my friends at Disney actually coined it, and he's like, Let them have their car tar sauce and i'm like oh that's gonna stick <laughs> so that was the birth of that like 15 years ago but yeah so um I, I try to plug all my art on there but ever since i became a dad a year ago there's i warn you there's a lot of pictures of my baby so i, I can't help it i'm one oh, of those parents but um you know we're having a lot of fun and I, I'm, I'm still trying to mix as much art as i can in there um i'm working i just finished the mary poppins pieces like i'm i'm starting to be known for these silhouettes that i do like Which i started I love, the September by the way. show Thank you. I, I love them too. I feel like it just clicked and I keep wanting to do more and more, but I've had a set for the Tim Burton. There's nine of them there. I did eight of them for the John Hughes show, but then I've done like, um, they were actually the, one of the official prints of the 30th anniversary of back to the future. So I have about five back to the future ones. I did four ghostbusters ones, which is really cool. So now I have two Mary Poppins ones of a Mary and Bert. And, um, currently right now I'm working on, um, a set of four golden girls one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So yes. it's kind of a weird random group of silhouettes, but they look really cool all together. I love them. <clears throat> yeah, I remember when I first started seeing them, I was like, man, this is just going to be a thing. This is, uh, it, it's, a, so. it's a niche, <laughs> you know, nobody else is doing this. And I, I right. haven't seen anything uh, on your page, but I'm still waiting for the 10th and 11th Doctor to pop up in silhouette form. So, <laughs> you know, maybe you know what, in the maybe. future... 
Uh, you know, it's on the list for sure. I would definitely awesome. do it. It's, it's cool. the kind of thing that is just the ones I pick. I feel like they're begging to be done. You know, like it just it's it, it's just it's easy. It, you want to do it. You know, I, I don't really I, I paint and I, I do digital art because it's fun. If it's not fun, I, I don't even do it. But I'm really excited to do a Star Wars set for this summer show and eventually a Quentin Tarantino set. I love Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs. I mean, I, I, it's endless to do the Silhouette series. Right. And what what really feels good is when I did the Comic Con booth and I'm at I'm at WonderCon too. People dig it. And what's great is like you know they introduce themselves and they say, "Dude, I went to your Tim Burton show. It was amazing. I bought all nine. I, I'm so stoked to see that you're you're doing it more." And it keeps me going. It makes me feel like okay, I am doing it just for fun, but like people like it, so I'll, I'll keep doing it. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you doing it. Your art is amazing. Again, uh, if you, you guys so want to follow Sam, uh, he is at Cartar Sauce. Make sure that you put an A, not an E. So C A R T A R. S-A-U-C-E. If you guys want to follow Christina, who is helping Sam curate the show, she is at Nerd Poppins on Instagram. The show is called Practically Perfect. It's coming February 11th, and it will be from 6 to 10 p.m. at Pop Comics in Anaheim. Sam, I'd love to have you on again. Anytime, for sure. Thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Of yeah, course. Keep the great work. I'll see you at the park, okay? All right. Thanks again. Later, man. Bye. All right, well, I want to thank Sam for coming on the podcast and talking about uh, his career with Disney, some of uh, what he's done, and the show that's coming up. So make sure that you guys check out the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 136. All of the links for Sam's art for his website, the show for... Blowing our minds. Right? That was awesome. <laughs> so what did you guys think about the whole poster thing? Uh, it's a little weird, almost like almost a small world thing like right? we just it's, finished talking about it and now we have the guy who did the poster it's just strange putting the connection yeah like finding the person that was responsible for that it's so weird how all these little mini connections uh happen because there was this video that i had seen that went viral for a while about siri and this was back in the day when the iphone 4s uh was big because siri was like this brand new feature uh, and the video had Siri responding in what was actually, I believe, an, an Apple commercial. But Siri was responding as Gladys from Portal. I didn't know Jeff had made that video. Oh, wow. And yeah, he like he had made it and he posted it kind of as a joke uh -huh. when Siri was getting all big and stuff. And I came to find out like a year or so ago, uh, I, I saw it posted on another website that actually gave him credit because mm. where I saw it didn't give him credit. Mm -hmm. And when I finally saw it, I was like, why is Jeff Heinbuck saying, is this the same Jeff Heinbuck? And I clicked it and it was Jeff's uh, production thing. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So yes, very small world. Uh, it was super cool. And finally, knowing who created that Poppins poster. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just knowing that, yes, it was an April Fool's joke and everything coming from the person that created it, I thought was pretty cool. That so, is awesome. <laughs> there you guys go. Now you guys have full circle on this Poppins Tim Burton thing. <laughs> still disappointed that it's not a real thing, but very excited to find the person I'm sure a lot of people were and still are yep. about that. But who knows? It's maybe one day. I'm still against it, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, I think uh, it's time to start getting ready to head down to the park and find a good spot for MSEP, hashtag mm. MSEP. I hope you like it. I hope so, too. I, I'm going in with an open mind. I'm yeah. not 
going in trying to compare it to pain. I'm, I'm really going in with an open mind. And my goal is to watch it two times, the, watch both shows, so that the first time I just watch it without worrying about recording it, without taking pictures. And then the second time, actually take some photos and actually do some video and stuff like that and maybe try to vlog it. But Take a sweater. Wear it like a cape. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't think I'm going to need it, but okay. Why not? Dude, it, it, it gets cold. I know, but I don't think I'm going to need it. No? No. Unless somebody else tells me on Instagram that I need one, exactly. then maybe. <laughs> the majority needs to tell him to get it. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding. All right, guys. Anything else from you guys before we wrap up for today? No. I'm good. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, before we wrap up, I do want to remind you guys that Podcateers is brought to you in part by listeners just like you. If you guys want to help us out with a one-time or even monthly contribution, you can do so for as little as, I don't know, seven fifty, three twenty-nine, dollars dollars $1.84. I don't know. Whatever you want. A popcorn you, refill. A popcorn a refill. Popcorn re- <laughs> $1 popcorn <laughs> refill, uh, your choice. But anything that you can contribute would help us out uh, a lot, actually. And if you would like to do that, you can become one of our fairy godparents. And you could do that by going to patreon.com slash podcateers or podcateers.com and click on the Patreon logo. That'll take you to the page. You'll see all the information there. So to all of our fairy godparents, quick shout out and thank you guys for your additional support. Another great way to help out the podcast is if you shop on Amazon, Amazon. start your journey by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon, Amazon first and clicking on the big old Amazon button. Amazon. Oh, yeah. Big Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that will take you over to Amazon's page using our special link. And anything that you purchase during that click through will actually get us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon for Amazon. going through our page. Uh, it's not going to cost you anything extra except for a few seconds of your time, but it will help us out a lot. And to everyone that's already doing that, we just want to send a quick thank you and a shout out to all of you guys. If you guys want to follow us on any of the social networks, just search for Podcateers. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and on YouTube. Uh, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our channel for updates on any new videos. And if you happen to see anything that you like, make sure you hit that thumbs up button and share it with your friends. And that's going to be it, guys. Sweet, man. I need a bio break. (laughs) (laughs) Bio break this guy. (laughs) All right, guys. So until next week, here is to Beers, Cheers, and Mickey Ears. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Peace out. Take care. I need my pillows. That's all I need. I'm sleepy right now. It's 3 in the afternoon. Dude, good night. (laughs) 